0: You're listening to Once, episode 224 Swan Song Initial Reactions. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm
1: Jeremy Laughlin. And
0: we are glad to have you joining us. We just finished watching the winter finale episode of Once Upon a Time, this episode of Swan Song. And if you're listening, you watched it too. Probably. And I think I speak for everyone when we say all of us. I speak for all of us. when we say what the underworld <laughs> Oh, no, there's a comma in there by the way just here in case you're wondering oh is there yeah that makes it okay oh oh seriously uh, so here's the thing uh, I-, I liked this episode I, I did
1: okay cool i did not okay <laughs>
0: so do understand that please understand that i love the show i liked this episode there were some moments in this episode where i thought whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa! And then there were the other moments where it was like, wait, no, no, no!
1: So think back to the scene with Hook and Emma on his ship. If the show right now said, do you love me? I would say, I loved you. (laughs) That's how I feel right now. This is my initial reaction. And I don't know if I could have been more frustrated by anything they could have done in this finale
0: the biggest thing that they're breaking is dead is dead
1: well yeah i mean there are so many layers to what was wrong with this story i'm not even sure where to start maybe just to get it out of the way so first of all most of our main characters gave up and just went and sat at granny's and ate because they realize this is all we are here to do is sit at granny's and eat yeah so that's what they went to do they completely gave up even regina said it. so i hear we're giving up well, yes. Somebody gave up. So their their worldview, apparently, is that everybody who dies goes somewhere that makes you wish for fire and brimstone. Right. Wish you could die. So, yeah, you know what? Go sit at Granny's and eat, because what is the point? Emma, Hook, whoever sacrificed themselves just saves them from going to the underworld and wishing for death for a few more years. But it's where they're all headed. That's a lot of hope. It's awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, that they're going to the underworld. We talked about this and theorized it initially. The way they're going, I don't like. I liked the idea of all of them going and having to find a way back. I liked that better than they're going to bring someone back. And that's their purpose for going is to bring Hook back from the underworld. If they're going there, then hey, let's give them a list of other people to bring back. Okay, (laughs) say it with me, Graham. Graham. (laughs) neil uh, a lot of other great characters that we've lost on the show that have died
1: but you have to sacrifice someone else to bring them back right because that makes total sense
0: right so okay so who's going to be the sacrifice for hook
1: yeah so they didn't really say right right
0: well they have to trade souls so is it going to be emma i really liked the idea of emma sacrificing herself because (laughs) we've talked about that since season one. Yes. That the idea of savior implies sacrificing, giving your life to save someone else.
1: I was, yes. And I was not on board at first with where things were going. Then she said she had this idea and I thought, wow, what great symbolism. She's going to take all the darkness in herself and sacrifice herself. Except there was that nagging little thought She's going to sacrifice herself, again, to delay the inevitable of everybody ending up in the underworld. That makes absolutely no sense. And it is completely bleak and hopeless.
0: Yeah, the metaphor only goes so far. If you're looking for Christian metaphors, it stops at somewhere in that
1: point. Well, everything stops. For their idea, I just, I can't, I can't move past it. And I don't know how they did. How can their idea and their worldview be that absolutely everyone ends up in the underworld when they die? That does not make any sense. That's true. Like well, what is the point of all of it if that's if that's how things are? That's true. They have I mean, absolutely removed all hope from the show forever.
0: Now these are only our initial reactions. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But th- it might be that when we rewatch this we'll catch some of the nuances that distinguish that a
1: little bit. I don't think but, so because they said multiple times yeah. that there would be people waiting there for them like Regina and rumpelstiltskin who wouldn't be happy to see them yeah so apparently it's worse than fire and brimstone but you can still like get revenge on the people that killed you and apparently this is going to include like what innocence from i don't understand this worldview usually when people want to do an all dogs kind of thing it's all dogs go to heaven
0: yeah well, and I know that we can tend and do often overthink things, <laughs> and I feel like we're overthinking things, I but <laughs> i I wish, but I think we're overthinking it because I feel like in a way, the writers didn't think it enough when it comes to this, and all of the questions people will raise, and if they're going to the underworld to bring hook back then yes, that means theoretically they could bring back other people too. Yeah, there might be this exchange for souls kind of thing. If they can bring back other people, why can't they bring back a lot of our heroes? And then in the series, like with everyone back together again oh in this world that they created so that they could find each other.
1: And they lived, hap- I mean, <laughs> oh, they lived happily ever Sorry. after <laughs> Sorry, I until all, they died. I went and all went lost back on you. Sorry about the underworld. that. So, okay, just just a thought, just a f- little theory. Are we going to get a scene where Emma can only save one person and she sees Killian and Neil? Oh. And she just chooses Killian? Are we going to get that little gem of a moment? Or maybe Graham will be there too. And, and Walsh, throw Walsh into Walsh it. Walsh <laughs> is an evil monkey. We don't care about Walsh. <laughs> Uh,
0: ah! so it's <laughs> it, this episode is i love it and i hate it
1: i just i mean hate i it. not hate it but <laughs> i do um, hate it
0: things about it
1: Ooh, i do hate it though um <laughs> uh well let's see so what else what else um, but you know
0: before we move on let okay. me take let me bring a highlight here <laughs> because i know we've been negative on this for several minutes so you know what we don't hate you <laughs> you exactly and our you. special heroes who have not died, <laughs> <laughs> but our heroes who do bring us great joy, episode after episode, and keep the podcast going. So, special thanks in this episode go to Lisa Slack, David Newland, Jennifer A. Trees, Tracy Anderson, Jessica Olson, Marianne Lavati, Greg Shope, Simon Grunden, Aaron Nunnally. And our other 33 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for your kind support of the podcast. You keep us going episode after episode. And you know what? I know that if we needed you to go to the underworld to save us, you would probably do it. You are that amazing of heroes. Mm. But we're not asking you to do that. Mm. We're just asking you to contribute. A couple dollars a month or so,
1: <laughs> it, so <laughs> by comparison it sounds absolutely painless exactly it? so all of these heroes
0: <laughs> have done amazing things for us thank you so much to our heroes for supporting the podcast and if you would like to be a hero and keep the podcast going it's not as hard as going to the underworld you don't even have to cut your hand for it or anything like that please go to once slash hero to sign up to be a patron through Patreon, where you contribute a certain amount every month, or you can shop through our Amazon affiliate links. Click on that link before you do any purchasing on Amazon, and that helps support the podcast as well. That's at onespodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. Now, on the other side of <laughs> things here, I thought, wow, that was really beautiful between Bell and Rumple. Oh, yeah. And, and, I yes. had
1: a few minutes. Okay, so they within the like the 20 to 30 minute mark they managed to use the thingy and get rid of Zelina for a little while so that she wouldn't be in the way and next stop forgotten character island right and they sent bell out of town and i thought oh well that's awfully convenient now bell doesn't have to be around for various reasons but then she came back and i was like what i didn't expect this and and she she saw the the selflessness, and boom, they were back together. I was like, well, this is kind of a cool resolution I didn't expect. And then they did what absolutely nobody wanted. Yeah. I have not heard one single person say, that I can recall, say, you know, I'd kind of like them to go back to Rumplestiltskin being the dark one, because that wouldn't be a total reset.
0: Well, you know what this tells us is that Rumple will forever be the villain.
1: Yeah, what I said about... Hook, and frankly it should still be true like i uh, the the flip-flop on that was not sitting well with me but i say it about Rumplestiltskin now too that's it yeah. and as far as initial reactions and objections go you know what is going to be the issue now bell's with him once again deceived mm-hmm. and they even had to have the audacity to have the scene with Belle in bed and Rumple putting on his tie clip.
0: No, they are married, so it's okay. <laughs> but it's that...
1: deception again, and they made sure to underline the most yeah. gruesome aspect of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, that does also open up other things that I've mentioned in the podcast of like, what if a baby is born? What if Belle and Rumple have a baby? Maybe something like that could come up. A but dark then, one baby? Yeah, but then you start running into similar <laughs> situations as the Zelina and baby and Robin. Messy families, messy relationships. That's what this is really running Bell's into. going to go lot into mess.
1: labor, and then the baby's going to poof itself outside and <laughs> choke
0: Oh, don't give them ideas.
1: <laughs> but <sighs> <laughs> They're going to be in the hospital protecting everyone from the baby this time, instead of protecting the baby from someone coming to get it.
0: In a way, it's... <laughs> It's cool in a way. Here's why I think it's neat, what they've done.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Rumpel is now the most powerful bad guy. He has all the power of the Dark Ones, including Emma's power. Even the dagger looked differently. Let's ignore for a moment how did a dagger come to be again. But let's get back to the main point here. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, So there is a dagger, which surprised me. Like if he had the power to create the dagger... And make the magic again and become the dark one again. Why didn't he do it so that he didn't have something from which he'll want to cleave himself? But anyway, the dagger looks different. (laughs) That's cool. It's a more black looking dagger. He's the dark one, all powerful or most powerful dark one. Can he even be defeated? The way that they set this up, it sounds as if there's no way to defeat him. But the direction that I think they're going with this is that the soul to be exchanged to save Hook
1: will be rumple well he must understand that that's going to be necessary and he must have a plan to not let that be the thing he's not going to let that happen right so yeah if he is once and for all no more waffling the villain of the show as he was always set up to be in the beginning fine i'll put my season two style seal on this half of the season and we'll move on if they don't spend too long in the underworld when we come back. Okay. I think... So yeah. it's thinner ice than during Frozen, which I love, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, this has been a great half of a season, I think. There have been some really cool things.
1: Yeah. I was enjoying it until it started to feel like it was not going where it started. Right. Which is what season two felt like. There's no... So, hey, I was wrong. Assuming we ever see Lancelot again... It apparently isn't going to be until sometime next year.
0: Well, Lancelot and his mother.
1: uh, I assume that they set that up for something.
0: Yeah, Lady of the Lake, Mm -hmm. and where did they go to go to the underworld? They went to a lake. So maybe the Lady of the Lake is able to pull people from the underworld without it costing a soul. Interesting. You know, if I would have played that clip what I just said (laughs) to myself in season one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Arthur and Guinevere and whoever else came from Camelot, I guess they're still off in the woods. Hmm. Kind of like loose cannons. Like we don't really know if Guinevere is still under the effect of the sand. There's no resolution for that. Do they have their memories back? Maybe going to come. Maybe it's not. But if it's not, then it just kind of fizzled out. And I was expecting to see some kind of resolution to that. Some where does Merida end up? Some something that connects kind of everything that happened here to the rest of the year, not just to next year. Well,
0: maybe that will be continuing in the next story arc that we get is that we'll see people in the underworld. And meanwhile, stuff starts happening in Storybrooke because now Rumple is there. And he's got all of this dark magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, and maybe Merida can communicate with them with that ale. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that, yes, yes. Okay, so that can bring a lot of validity to the episode, the Bear King, it's which the new
1: Burning Red Room. Which
0: let's let's do acknowledge the Bear King was a good episode. It, yeah, it was it, especially it just after tonight? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Please keep this in mind. I'm we are fans the of the again. show. We are fans of the show, and you. I'm going to assume you're laughing at this episode with us.
1: (laughs) You're laughing at my complete irateness, I hope. Um, We will
0: be a lot more serious in our conversation (laughs) about this show and uh, this episode and our full discussions. And we welcome your feedback to what you thought of this episode, what your theories are for what's coming. And the feedback information is on the website at oncepodcast.com slash contact. But um, so, yeah, the ale. Could be used. That great point there. That brings th- that, episode, <laughs> that episode into uh, more relevance with the rest of the storyline. What else could be happening is that while all of the heroes are gone, not only is Rumple going around with all of this dark magic power, but then Arthur is continuing to build new Camelot in storybrook so that the heroes come back from the underworld to discover that Storybrook is now cursed not by a curse but by people who have taken control of the small town.
1: I'll bet if you take normal sand from like just the shore along the shores in Storybrook and you mix it with squid ink, it'll act just like the sands of Avalon and then they can just throw it and the broken clock tower will appear fixed and it will appear like a tower in Camelot. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I knew Squid Ink was going to be mentioned, but
1: let's, let's, I know we've ranted
0: and raved for a little while, but let's, let's bring this back a little bit because there are a couple other things I wanted to mention before we move on to full discussion later with our upcoming episode. And please do send us your feedback, your theories and stuff, and we'll try to incorporate those in the upcoming full discussion, which will be on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, oncepodcast.com slash live. Thanks to everyone who's joining us tonight, a little bit later schedule. <laughs> But once upon a time, uh, because the president gave an address, once upon a time in Eastern time started at 8.15 p.m., a very appropriate, perfect time for once oh, upon a time to start. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So maybe they... Pl- president <gasps> Obama oh, is gosh. a fan of the show.
1: <laughs>
0: Jeez. Because he was like, I want, I want once upon a time... I can't do an Obama imitation, but Thank he was thinking... goodness
1: you realize that. <laughs>
0: okay. I, and I don't, I don't mean to uh, belittle... The, the terrible losses that have happened, by the way, in a place, um, I'm very familiar with that area that was struck uh, by mm. terrorist attacks. And I know um, our friends, Jeff and Colleen Roney from Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast and live very close to that area. Oh, really? I know they're okay. So that's that's great. But I know there have been some horrible losses out there. So our, our prayers go out to those um, there. And uh, we wish we could go to the underworld for you and bring uh, some of those back. But let's bring this back to Once Upon a Time, because that's why we're here. There are uh, some really interesting parallels between Young Rumpel and Young Killian. Both yeah. of them had their father abandon them. And both of them, when they were adults and could meet their father again, their father was still seemingly the the abandoning person. Do you think that <laughs> Killian's father actually had changed?
1: I don't think they gave us a chance to find out. Yeah. And they didn't really tell us what happened to his child. Um, You forgot the similarity that they both ran their fathers through with a blade. Mm
0: -hmm. True.
1: (laughs) Which, okay, whatever. They love to have people kill their parents on the show. (laughs) Ruby did it. Um, Let's see, who else? Let us know. Because I can't think of any more. Maybe it's just those three. (laughs) Just...
0: It was a little disappointing to see all the dark ones just suddenly resolved, like gone into the sword. That was cool, though,
1: at the same time. Yes. And yet I don't understand why this resolved the story. Shouldn't there at least, at least if this is going to be the resolution, shouldn't there have been darkness coming out of Emma or did I just miss that?
0: There was some kind of glow Mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah. Maybe that was something else because she's also the savior, wields light magic and all of that. I
1: just, I would have bought it a little bit more if they had shown her darkness being pulled into the sword as well, but it didn't really happen that way. So I didn't understand after everything they've told us how this would work. Honestly, I was a little, it it was as far as the big menace that we've been working up to. It was basically what I predicted only minus the glowing eyes. We never saw any faces, even of the dark ones that we know.
0: Yeah. I was a little disappointed in that.
1: And there was no, um, I mean, I guess if you define snuffing out the light, they never actually defined what, they were trying to do. There was that montage in the first episode of the season where Head Rumpel seemed to define the light as Emma's loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's... And I suppose there could be more ways of snuffing out the light that would have happened after everybody was pulled to the underworld. But we didn't, you know, really see that start to happen, which is okay. Yeah,
0: so the whole snuffing out the light thing didn't come to fruition. No.
1: Honestly, my favorite moments in the episode were more Zelina one-liners and Emma finally appearing in her red jacket again. Hmm. It was very symbolic. But I didn't have as much of a reaction to Hook dying because I I felt that this is where the story was going to go and that he was not going to stay dead. We haven't seen the last of him.
0: Yeah, true. Uh which that we know we haven't seen the last of him. And we don't know spoilers. I'm not saying we know because of spoilers
1: but we know because of where they're going with the story have them all march to the underworld and not see him again
0: it it does really rip some of the emotion away from his death it's like the difference between when you say goodbye to your loved ones when you go to the store versus when you say goodbye when they're dying you one of them you assume you're coming back and so it's not filled with all kinds of emotion the other one you know, you'll never see them again.
1: Can you imagine if we did do that with our loved ones when they went to the store? <laughs> never get any shopping done. So
0: it, it kind of cheapens
1: mm-hmm.
0: what happened and cheapens Hook's sacrifice. I mean, well, not cheapens his sacrifice, but cheapens his death, which his death I loved and hated. It, it right. was beautiful and it was ugly at the same mm-hmm. time. It was, it was this whole episode and a lot of stuff with this was kind of like very, in a way, bipolar. Yeah. Just very against itself and for itself and
1: but see yeah i it got it because that scene it was sort of beautiful if they just ended it there which i feel like i say that so often they i they were showing everybody standing around hook and it was sort of like yeah finally there's no dark one it's all done the sword even crumbled i just thought it was done Mm -hmm. and it was done well and it, in a sense, if we were to have gone back and sort of rehashed it, it would have been like, Hook did kind of get his revenge without getting revenge. He killed the Dark One. And that would have been kind of amazing. Mm. But it didn't happen. It's not real.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what did you think of this episode? I know we came across very critical in this, uh, our initial reactions, and that's what these were, our initial reactions where this is just what is off the top of our heads, what really stood out to us. So, we do still like the show. We're still going to podcast about it, and we won't be this negative In our upcoming full discussion. It
1: was warranted. I think it's fair to say that this is the hardest I've ever come down on the show or an episode. And and you know, a lot of that... I think it will reflect what a lot of people are thinking. And
0: a lot of that was probably because this is such a milestone episode. Mm -hmm. It's a mid-season finale. And a lot of stuff happens at mid-season finales. Mid-season finales or any kind of finale or pilot is usually supposed to be an amazing episode in some way some things happen so i think we also had a lot of high expectations on this episode sure. just like watching the episode the bear king right after the episode birth bear king was such a disappointment
1: yes but thinking back i i'm actually like i liked that episode it yeah. was fun to watch
0: but it was disappointing for us mm-hmm. when we first watched it because we had so much expectation Uh, such a high expectation after watching Birth. I think that the same thing happened here that maybe as we rewatch this and we do some research on some things, get screenshots, sound clips, that kind of stuff that we do for the full discussions, include your feedback and all of that. I think that we'll come to appreciate this episode a lot more. And the, the direction that they go with this, I really, really feel and this isn't an expression of desire this is an expression of theory but i really feel like this will be the last season of once upon a time
1: interesting we'll see what it, it, speaking of expectations it's kind of interesting next march when it comes back will be the 100th episode and look where they're going to spend it it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah you know what's interesting too and we'll all think more about this as we're preparing for our full discussion but i think that even with all my problems with this episode I think that I would have reacted better to certain aspects if not for last week, which I was also very critical of because of the wild swing certain plot points took. And then this week felt like they went, oh, gosh, what did we sign off on? We got to bring this back to where we were going. So there's just been some wild swinging in the last like two or three episodes. And maybe where they've ended up is not completely bad if we can connect the dots right, but not sure we should have to work that hard but man you know maybe we have to
0: and my last thought here is again let's consider giving the writers some grace and a situation that could have very easily been the case mm-hmm. is that they had these plans for how they wanted this story arc to progress and they realized we can't bring this to a nice cliffhanger for the mid-season finale and conclude this we're going to have to make some sacrifices we're going to have to cut some corners Because that's what it kind of feels like, that they Mm -hmm. were setting up this really cool story for the first half of the story arc. Mm -hmm. And then they had to put things on super speed for the last half because maybe they realized, yikes, we can't fit all of this stuff in. But what do you think? Send us your feedback, please. Email address, contact information, all of that is on the website. You can call and leave a voicemail. I'll give you this information again in case uh, it's more convenient for you. Call 903-231-2221 903-231-2221 any time of the day it's okay it goes straight to voicemail and you can leave a voice message there you can also send a voice message through the website using your computer or mobile device or email us feedback at once com. but all of that contact information is on the website at once com. The best thing you can do really to help us is share this episode out with your family and friends. Go to com slash 224, which will be the show notes for this episode. And that's where we'd love to see you. comment there, send your feedback based on that, uh, and share that episode out. Click the Twitter buttons, the Facebook buttons, all of those buttons that share out to the social networks. Click all of the buttons and we'd be very grateful. Of course, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Everything there is at oncepodcast.com slash 224. We look forward to sharing more in-depth discussion, which will be more positive. I promise you it will be more positive than this and more in-depth <laughs> in our upcoming full discussion on Wednesday, December 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, GMT-5 at com slash live. That will probably be our last episode for at least a few weeks, we'll do something for Gallivant, but we're also putting together a Once Upon a Time Podcasters Roundtable, again, with several other friends like uh, Bill and Anne Marie from Greetings from Storybrooke and several other great Once Upon a Time podcasters. So we'll have another episode in the feed, and we'll put some other things up for you to enjoy in the meantime. But make sure you send us your feedback for the upcoming full discussion on this episode. And if you email, it would help if you put the words Swan swanson in the subject line so it helps us sort it out please connect with us on twitter at once podcast and i'm daniel j lewis on twitter at the ramen noodle
1: i'm jeremy laughlin on twitter at fleegon that's p-h-l-e-g-o-n
0: once again please share this episode with all of your friends and family by going to oncepodcast.com slash 224 and clicking on those buttons to share it and until next time remember dinner at granny's that's what we should do (laughs) and thanks for listening ONCE Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for making this episode of the podcast possible. If you would like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.